We're always talking smack, smack, and telling lots and lots of stories. We hope you think we're funny and not really boring. It's the Nathan and Gabe Show. Nathan and Gabe Show. Nathan and Gabe Show. Fired up again on the Nathan and Gabe Show. Here we are, you guys. It's another day, another podcast. Another dollar. And you made dollars yesterday. Yeah. How did you do that? Uh, I I won my bracket at the World Series of Jiu-Jitsu. How awesome was yesterday, dude? Dude, yesterday was uh, was an instantly nostalgic day in my life. Let me tell you what. I, I remember what it was like when I first started out going to jiu-jitsu tournaments. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, you know, I did wrestling in high school and I was a fighter. And But going to jiu-jitsu tournaments is another thing because... There's so much that you don't know. There's so much on the line, and and but that's with regular tournaments. Yesterday was a money tournament. Yeah. So it's like all of the unpredictability of being in the tournament setting, the vibes that come with that, plus your hard-working dollars on the line. Put your money in the hat, go to war, winner takes all. Yeah. And you got a big, fat check. And I took you? it all. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Dude, I, I it was a... Uh... It was a, a lot of hard work went into yesterday, and uh, my first time ever competing at 155. Yeah, you looked lean and mean. Yeah, I mean, lean and tired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yesterday I was a little bit sleepier than I would have liked to be, but... Uh, so how many pounds was that from walking weight to step on the scale weight? So I'd say normally I walk between 166 and 170. Okay. So when I first started my cut, I was 166, so 11 pounds. 11 pounds. Yeah. And, I mean, there's not a ton of fat on you, bro. By ton no. of fat, I mean you have an eight-pack now. Yeah, it's wild. That's Is... never happened ever before. No? Like, what happened there? Yeah. Yeah. You would never probably guessed that before jujitsu, before any of this stuff, that your best, most shredded days were ahead of you. Yeah. That's wild, dude. I, I remember uh, looking at the fellas in the movie 300 and being like, okay, spray paint abs or whatever. <laughs> but now it's like, what the hell? They're you're, here. Oh, you're 300, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. You could probably go down to Hollywood and make 301 the next the next Dude, one. that'd be the move. Yeah, 301. Just a 155-pound man. <laughs> they, they, they would have to put you on a slingshot, though, and just launch you <laughs> over the front lines. Yeah. You cannonball into the guys dude. in the back and just start triangling straight, everybody. Yeah, straight, hooks into, and, straight into some go-go clinch. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us now, yesterday, uh, just take us through the day real quick. Um, you woke up, your lightest weight, your most dehydrated, probably. Yeah. You know, and that I, was a really bad sleep, man. You, I, I was so thirsty all night. Like, isn't uh, that the worst, bro? Yeah. That's, I remember that. I remember having like a professional fight and cutting weight and making all this weight. And then you've got a competition or a fight coming up and you've got like two nights sleep to go and you're so tired and you're so exhausted and you can't sleep. Yeah. Dude, that's my whole life now. But anyway, back to you. Yeah. Terrible sleep. You woke up thirsty Mm -hmm. as can be because you knew that you had to cut weight Mm -hmm. or that you had to step on the scale shortly at the least amount of weight. Yeah. And so what was that like? Uh, That was so well, even just getting back to the sleep, right? So that... I woke up at 2 a.m. and was like, oh, no, I'm not tired. That sucked. <laughs> yeah. So I woke up at 2 a.m. and then I went into the bathroom and I was like, man, my mouth is just so dry. So I just put water in it, swished it, and spit it out. So like, I can't afford to have any water in my body right now. People after... don't know what that level of thirst is like. Yeah. it's They have no idea. Unbelievable. So uh, I went and laid back down, somehow found a restless sleep. 
in that restless sleep, dreamed about competing. It's all it's been. It's all it's been is just competing, dreaming about competing. Like in my dreams, I've beat Gordon Ryan. I've beat Gary Tonin. Nice. Like I've beat these. And it sucks that they're all down here death squad guys or whatever. But hey, I'll take it. But you, so, uh, you dream in gym affiliations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm wearing my 10th planet stuff. But um, yeah, so that sleep was terrible. Came in, weighed in uh, at 155.2 was my official weight. Took a picture of you looking shredded, bro. Yeah, I mean, like cheese. My uh, chest looked small, though. I thought that was one of the things, though. Like, uh, I need to get, need to get these pecs, pecs built pecs up a going. little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Listen, let me tell you what's going on too. Is that you're using your back muscles a lot more mm -hmm. because jujitsu is a clinch game, right? right? So we're always hunched. Yeah, so yeah. you're curled forward and you're pulling in. Yeah. So it makes sense that you need to spend more time on the push muscles, mm -hmm. which are kind of come in handy in jujitsu anyway. That's sure. your shrimp. That's your frames. Yeah. So you got to think offensive pull, defensive push. Yeah. You've you've now you've gone really hard on the offensive attacks mm -hmm. and yeah, you've been pushed defensively, but yeah, you probably need to beef up the antagonistic muscles from those that you're working all the yeah. time. And that would be the push stuff. I feel so. And, and guess what? Me too. Yeah. Yep. It's all right, dude. We'll do, we'll do a push up challenge or something. We should. Months's. We absolutely should. Mon Did I say months? Dude, months. Ah, uh, man. <laughs> so well, I think we really should do that. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, I'm yeah. Down. Beef up our chests a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so, so your chest is looking small, but your back yeah. is looking jacked. Yeah. Your abs are looking good. Yeah. Your face was looking skinny. It was. Yeah. Yeah. But you had a smile on it. I did. Yeah, man. I mean, I remember you were like flex for this photo, and I was shaking. Like yeah. I was like, I need nutrients <laughs> in my body, man. I'm not time to flex. <laughs> But so uh, I tried a liquid IV. That worked. You did. Uh, you like that stuff? Yeah, it seemed pretty good. Really salty. You know, the sodium Makes sense. puts all the water. Yep. So uh, I already had a bottle of water, mixed it up, did that whole thing. But it was funny, right? So yesterday I had to weigh in first. I don't know if you even knew how this mission went, but uh, Jason, the like promoter, I yeah, guess, the, right? he's the yeah the owner the of the guy. yeah World Series of Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. He's so, the guy. He's a man, dude. I love Jason. Yeah, really good dude. So he goes, "Hey, do you have any time between now and your matches?" And I was like. I think I'm good. What's up? And he goes, I need these. And he hands me a Sharpie marker. Like, so it's a paint marker. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hands it to me, says, I don't know if I have enough ink in these for all the checks. He goes, there's a lot of letters in your name. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like he knew. But uh, so anyhow, he has me go out on a mission, dude. I ran to five different places. I found two that weren't even the right brand. Because I wanted to get them the right brand. Sure. But he tells me, he goes, look, I'll pay you handsomely for this okay. this will be the best half hour work in your life yeah said, okay cool right ultimately dude he, he gave me 20 bucks i was like dude i i ran around like crazy it's like i made better i've made better money in a half hour than 20 bucks 20 bucks i mean that's 40 bucks an hour yeah it's i mean still not bad yeah i mean i've i've done you know better jobs i feel but hey, who cares you know it's cool so you had to go get a pen because with this not only did you win money and yeah. a medal but you won one of those cool giant checks. Which is cool, yeah. Yeah, we have them hanging. Now we've got three of them up in the yeah. gym because you just added one. Yeah. But yeah, those are pretty fun. I've I've never won a big check in my life, unfortunately. Really? No. Dang. Dude, those you, are kind of, you good luck cashing that sucker. One. Huh? You can compete at the next one. What if they had one of these, right? Let's suppose they had one in like Portland. Yeah. Would you squat up and compete with us there? They have uh, black, black and brown belt vision. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I might, you know, I just got so many injuries going mm -hmm. on. I'm fighting. Here's the thing. <laughs> I've done, I've competed a lot. 
Yeah. I know what it's like. I love it. It's well, fun. Well, the medals coming into the door and the belts. I mean, that's Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got a lot of them under my belt. Um, I mean, I'm 38, and uh, I think probably I'm, not, I'm never going to say I'm done competing because I, I try to stay as ready as I can for you guys. But I would need to let my body heal a little while before yeah. I need to take like a month off, probably. Just um, of rolling. Just and of all that. just of not getting my body folded in half by Kyle. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's. And I've been jamming my thumbs, man. It's like left and right. Like both of my thumbs are jammed right now. Yeah. And like, look at my knuckles sticking out. I'm showing them my knuckles, and yeah. I've got like an angle. Yeah, look at my knuckle. Like compared to your knuckle, like if I were putting them flat down. Yeah. Welcome yeah. well, back to the knuckle cast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's looking. You have a your knuckles that one. is swollen, man. Yeah, are you kidding? Yeah, it wow. sucks. But uh, besides that, you know, part of it is just I'm a coach now. I'm a gym yeah. owner. I've 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 gone. I've done all of that side of things, you know. And the martial arts journey is a big full circle. Mm-hmm. And it by full circle, I mean competitor. You, you know, you get your time on the mats competing and, and getting those belts and medals or whatever and all that stuff and then get to the point to where you're coaching and then coaching for long enough and then I became a gym owner and a coach and now a gym owner that actually can host tournaments. So now I'm a creator of something that's valuable to the jiu-jitsu community yeah. that allows my students to come up as competitors and uh, for me, man, that's just kind of where I'm at right now. That's where my focus is, is uh, I, I'm I'm a butterfly now. I'm not a caterpillar in the jujitsu yeah. world. Okay. You know, you're a little caterpillar yeah. trying to make your way. I'm just inching along. Spinning that cocoon of different belt colors. Yeah. You know? That's, that's a cool way to make a cocoon. Yeah, it that's is. That's a good so, analogy for it. Yeah, it'd be a rainbow cocoon, yeah. but that's cool, that's you know? Fine. yeah. Yeah. So you uh, white, blue, purple, brown, black, and then, you know, eventually you get to the point to where... You've coached. You're. Uh, you feel very well versed in in coaching. You have a pretty diverse curriculum that yeah. you, your understanding of jujitsu is deep enough to where you can take you can you can take random questions that people have yeah. and break them down into complex answers yeah. that that really teach people fundamental concepts. Mm-hmm. And that's taken me well, seventeen years, you know, of yeah. doing it. And and even before that. I was never that great of, of a wrestler in school, uh, in high school growing up. Like I've talked about before, we had the old high school wrestling mats in our basement growing up because yeah. I come from a very strong uh, grappling family. But I, and I've so I've spent really my whole life on the mats. But what happens is you get enough under your belt, so to speak, you know, kind of literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah, sure. But that you you can take all of that knowledge go to a new place that doesn't have that knowledge, plant your flag and say, I'm here now, come and learn from me. And you build up your own community and that's how it goes. And yeah. it just, it's a, it's a, hopefully a never ending thing. And each new transplant of the flag, that's a new person yeah. that's adding to the lineage. Mm-hmm. And so you'll get to a point if, if you wanted to, to where however many years it would be from now to where you open up, your gym yeah. and now you're teaching and now you're hosting tournaments and you've got students that come up underneath yeah, you. Yeah, dude, that's a, that's a wild thing that like, I think about that all the time. Really? How much that I love this, this sport, you know, it's, I, it's weird. It's, it's interesting to call it a sport because it feels different than any other sport. 
Yeah, play. it's a way of life. Yeah, it really is. You know, like Sounds... when I say sport, I feel like it's it's short selling it by so much. Yeah, I agree. You know, sport seems like a silly word. It's a silly the... parameter to put on this. Well, the sport is like the competition that we did yesterday. Yeah. But the art of jujitsu itself mm-hmm. is really a, a lifelong part of who you are. Yeah. If, if you want it to be. Yeah. But if you're like you, your goal is to be in this game until the end. Yeah. Then you look at it the way that I look at it. Like this is just part of who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm a jujitsu athlete. Yeah, it's, dude. It's it's just the best, man. Like it's uh the way that this has changed my like just everything. Like my the way I carry myself as a human being. Like, jiu-jitsu is, is my number one recommended thing that I could ever tell anybody that's struggling with anything. Well, and that's awesome. And I love hearing that. And it's there, you have so much potential in the art of jiu-jitsu. And, and look at you now. 28, right? You're 28? 29. 29. I turned 30 this year. Dang, in the November. dirty 30. I yeah. know. Well, still, 30. So yeah. uh, imagine in five years from now, so or thir- six years, 35 years old. Yeah. And... Uh, we won't get into what color belts you will be by then. But I'm just but I, happy to still be on the mats, man. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And who knows what the world is going to be like six years from now. Hopefully, Dude. jiu-jitsu is not just outright banned underground. Fall and then you've got a fight club in your basement. That's how it's going to be. I'm not going to stop doing it. No, but you know now I mean? you're a criminal. <laughs> hey, it's fine. You ready? Been, to... been there before. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we're okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, back on to you. Yeah. So, yesterday, um, well, first, rewind. Yes. We did a World Series of Jiu-Jitsu competition. That was the first tournament that I hosted at the gym. Yes. And I, you signed up for it. Yep. And uh, and I put you on the spot, right? Because I, I kind of I belted you right before the tournament. Oh, uh, no, this was on my the first s- one. Nice second one. Second one. Yeah. Okay, so the first one, you entered white I belt. Was, I think it was November. I looked through the checks in there. I want to say it was November 2nd, 2019. Okay. Makes yeah, sense. Makes I, sense. I so, signed up uh, for the white belt 170 pound division. Yeah. Uh, there, there are a couple of boxes that you can check on the uh, sign up form that say, "Hey, if there's nobody in your division, would you be willing to move up a weight class in the belt division?" Normal. And normal thought, standard operating procedure. I thought, I've been in this game for five months. I'm a gamer. I'm ready right? for anything. I check the box. Yeah. Okay. So when no other 170-pound white belt signed up, I got bumped up to blue belt 185. Yeah. And I was like, okay. At that point, I didn't really have a lot of path in my game. You know, I was just like, okay, I'm scrappy. And yeah. that's, what I, that's what I figured. I was like, I can keep these guys busy enough to see if I can snap on some crazy, lucky guillotine, whatever. Something. Something. So I, I go out there, and uh, right beforehand, Kyle's like, dude, you got boned pretty hard here. I'm like, what's up? And he's like, some of these blue belts, man, some of these guys have been in the game for five, six years. They're they're super solid. They're super good. You, you're you in trouble here, whatever. I'm like, thank you. Thanks, thank Kyle. Thank you for that, man. I appreciate yeah. that. But uh, I, I think it was his his dose of saying, like, be prepared. But it's like, dude, I'm five months in. I need all the confidence I can get. I need you to be like, hey, you can, you can surprise people. Sure. That would have been a cool, Something. you know, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I go out there, and I get submitted in eight seconds in the very first round. Fastest tap in the gym. You got the record. Yeah. It was actually in the universe until John <laughs> until John uh, tapped the guy in, what, three seconds? So, my fastest tap, like, that's a that's a cool record to have. Uh, I've got a few, few um, I've got a, 
what do you call it? Trophy. Yeah, they give out trophies. I've got for a it. trophy. Yeah. I've got like a, a plaque. I've got I won some crystal clocks. Really? Uh, in a tournament, yeah. In a tournament, they got I got two fastest taps. I think they did wow. like five, and I got two of them. How fast were you? Do you remember? I think my fastest one was eleven seconds. Dang. Yeah. So this guy smoked your record. He crushed it. Yeah. Eight. Seconds. So basically, what happened is you just leaned forward, and he threw a triangle choke yeah. on you and choked you out. Yeah. So you. so what happened was uh. You know, this you know it's it's not super duper technical, but uh, so he pulled me into a triangle position uh, where was, you squeeze somebody with your legs. Yeah, so I go to uh, press on his stomach to posture up away from the triangle. He grabbed my left arm, turned it over, and like uh, went underneath my arm and armbarred me. Yeah, Ooh. it hurt like crazy, so I tapped. I mean, yeah. what can I do? I think I actually heard you go. Ah! Yeah, I, I said oh, that was only eight seconds. <laughs> like uh, you know, it's something like that, <clears throat> but. So what made things crazier about that, right, is so I got tapped fast. Uh, I, I, I felt immediately just like, uh, like man, like that was just too little. You know, it was too little. It was too little a time. I didn't get to even show anybody that I belong in competing. It just, it, it, it sucked, man. It sucked. Yeah, you got worked. Yeah. So, so that night, uh, we all went out to dinner. The team did. And uh, Kyle was like, yeah, man, I, I tapped my guy out in like 20 seconds. I think I got fastest tap. I think I might have got fastest tap, which is, again, a big deal. Awesome. You know? Yeah. Great. You can get a fastest tap. That's that's a that's a cool thing. I to mean, to make somebody belt. submit their life to you yeah. in in less than a minute. Yeah. I mean, so if we're talking double digit, you know, 40, 30, 20, 10 seconds. Yeah. That's super impressive. Yeah. That's like winning a fight. You're winning a fight, but not so much. You're you're putting yourself in a position to either choke somebody unconscious or break them right. in that fast of a time. Yeah, when they're fresh, when they're strong, when it's go, and they they have all of their all of their adrenaline they could possibly bring to you. Other you athletes make them submit to your will in under a minute. Yeah, is impressive. Super impressive. So we're at dinner at a tap house, and uh, we're all sitting around, you know, and you know I'm kind of licking my wounds. You know, I wasn't super talkative that night as I normally am. You're kind of pouting in the corner a little bit. You know, bit. I, you know, I was in the you're middle, feeling down, man. You know, yeah. I also though I was in the middle of the table. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't in the corner physically. Uh, mentally, yes, but I can't, physically, no. I remember I pulled you up from the fetal position under the table. <laughs> I'm like, dude, we're in public. You're like, right you can now. order you a meal. You don't up. need to eat shit that we dropped on the floor. <laughs> but so uh, we're around, and Kyle goes, "I think I might have got fastest tap." And you said, "No, no, no." There was a guy in my in you know the 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 matches that I was refereeing and he he tapped really quick I can't and then you paused and you were like bro it might have been you and then everybody looked at me and I like for a second like I wanted to just literally bury myself under the table yeah. like I wanted to yeah. go under the table I could see you slow sliding down yeah. your chair and, and until you're gone yeah and everybody like kind of kind of had a laugh you know at, at my expense and it was cr- it, it 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 like it really crushed me and i'm not gonna lie it sucked you know because I, I can make fun of myself at at almost any time we talked about my nose last week you know sure, I, mean? I can't yeah. change that shit yeah even though i'm gonna spend that 450 dollars on a rhinoplasty <laughs> but uh so yeah, i was like man and then i remember later that night you texted me with a with a nice message it was like hey man you know you're good don't worry about it and uh i uh, I was like, okay, you know, but I'll, I'll I'll get better. I'll grow from this. Whatever. Hold on, real quick, because yeah. people that are listening, they 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 might not really have a good idea. I was telling the story because Ky- this guy Kyle, who's on our team, he had the fastest tap, and yeah. I was a ref, 
and I remembered that somebody else had a faster tap yeah. and like, and we're sitting around the dinner table and I wasn't trying to burn you. No. I le- it legit dawned on me. I that saw it, w- it pop into your head. I saw it in your face that you, I was already telling the story right. before I was like, Oh shit. That was my guy. Yeah, that was gay you in your tracks. You were like, bro. Yeah. It was you. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> yeah. And then extra ha ha's. And, uh, you know, then I remember later, I think even Casey texted me and was like, hey, you know, I Nathan was just, he didn't even mean to say that, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, because uh, I didn't like, I didn't like storm out of there and leave. You know what I mean? I'm just like, okay, whatever, you know, and finish my meal. Your feelings were hurt. Yeah, they hurt. Yeah, my yeah. feelings were hurt. Yeah. And uh, not, I and I know that it wasn't anything like, you know, you guys weren't intending to do that. But no. I, but so I remember, uh. Uh, even particularly at the time, I remember that, uh, well, one of our teammates was there and I never got along too, too well with this gentleman. Yeah. And, uh, I remember him laughing and I remember that like seethed within me. Mm. I may, I remember I made a point and, uh, he doesn't show up at the gym that much these days. So I, you know, I didn't, I didn't really know at the time, but it, you know, it kind of made me feel like more embarrassed. It a stung a little bit because somebody yeah. that, that... But he had been in the game for a while longer than I had. Yeah. And so in his mind, he was a lot better than I was and stuff. And, it, you know, that that embarrassed me even further. But, it, you know, that it doesn't really matter, honestly. But um, I remember, like, after that, it was like, okay, I need to get better at this position because what a strong position, the triangle position. What a strong, like, dominant position. From well, you your, felt it. You but f- it's also from his back. Yeah. That was what was wild about it. That's what opened my eyes to it was that this guy didn't get on top of me, smash me, crush me, and rip my arm away and armbar me or choke me from, you know, the back, whatever. He pulled me on top of him on the ground and made me submit in eight seconds. Yeah. And I was like, there's a lot of power in this position. Yeah. So then I proceeded to dial in my attacks off of my back to where... I told everybody before this, I told everybody that I talked to that if I get somebody inside of my closed guard on the ground, they're dead. Yeah. If you get somebody in that same position that you got caught in, it's over. Yeah, it's over. And then what that did, you getting caught in that made you realize the power in that position, which kind of made you slightly, not obsessed with it, maybe obsessed with it, but... I mean, dude, I I lost sleep over that. Last night, I lost... Well, I slept pretty good, honestly. But last night, even in my victory, I was replaying in my head, man, like, how how was I, like, how could I have been more efficient with the certain technique? Sure. I was even talking about that at dinner, and Danny was like, you won, you're good. You're like, just just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Analyze everything tomorrow. Yeah. And I said, okay, that's, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's a thank you for grounding me here. Sure. But, uh, and then I already realized that. I already realized how I could have beat every or beat both guys in under a faster than the time you did yeah i mean man sure win or learn you know is kind of the saying that everybody goes by but win and learn win and learn that's the beautiful thing can you pull something new that is gonna help level up your future practice and training and competitions from a win Mm -hmm. sometimes it's better to almost win in terms of gaining knowledge 
Yeah. Or, or you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. coming close to it. Or, or losing in a spectacular fashion. Losing yeah. in the fact... You had the gym record, which was the joke. The yes. gym record for fastest tap. Yeah, well, yeah, that was right? the big, yeah. The joke was, you got tapped in the fastest time. <laughs> but you would never right? say it. You guys would never preface it that way. You'd be like, yeah, Gabe actually has the record in the gym for fastest tap. Yeah. And what was annoying was <laughs> new people coming into the gym and being like, wow, really? Yeah. And being impressed with it because they automatically assumed the best in me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only because... Because maybe I'm nice to new people. Yeah, so that just grinded it a little bit more. And I was always like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Well, only because we love you and because you know it's all meant with, like, endearment. Yeah. And, like, we're, it's, uh, it's tough love, you know? Yeah. And, and it's only because you're so good and so dedicated to getting better and learning from that that we can joke about it. Yeah. Because now you would absolutely destroy the athlete that you were at that first tournament. Oh, man. Yeah, I'd tap me back then in five seconds. Five seconds, yeah, I mean, right? You would yeah. get the fast for sure. Yeah. And so um, it, it's all good now, dude. And we make jokes about it, but, but uh, it's only... It made only, me better, man. It is. That's yeah. the goal, right? It made me like push myself to be like, okay, fastest tap means something. Going out there and getting it done means something. Like I, I went out there with no plan the first time they went out there. I went out there with, if I get lucky... Then maybe I can submit this guy. Where, the thing that I hate the most, right? Yeah, right. We're two, almost two years later now. Yesterday, I went out against my first guy with a clear game. Game plan was: I am going to push his body. He's going to push back into me, and that is when that is when he's going to get it. Yeah. I pushed into him. He pushed back. He got it. He got it. Yep. And he got it all the way to sleep. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean. You you choked another man unconscious. Which is the first time I've ever done that. With your foot. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it sounds really cool that way. Sounds it was, so it cool, was cool, bro. Though, and it was cool. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, definitely a game opponent and somebody that came out there to impose his will on me. Yeah. But when I crunched his body down and broke it down to my will and put him to sleep, it was just like, I went out there, because everybody in my division, the way that it goes in the submission-only format is you have six minutes to submit your guy in regulation time, and then you get an overtime round. So yeah. that overtime round is based on fastest escape or fastest submission. That's just like the Cliff Notes version of it. Everybody in that division kept like almost playing like grab ass. Nobody was going out there to finish anybody. Like, it was, it was like... A lot of stalling in between positions and i was watching that and i was studying everybody in their match and it was like even when people had each other in bad positions it was just like hanging on and hanging on and even though they were hunting for submissions it was like nobody was effective so because I went they, out they were going out there and seeing what happened as they went along right yeah which is not what i do yeah and which is not what i teach you guys yeah. to do what was the difference instead of going out there and going well whatever happens happens i'm just gonna go i'm gonna give it my best shot mm-hmm. And that's it. That's yeah. your game plan. Yeah, and that's, that's not, not a game plan. It's not going to get you far. And I realized that, too, as I went up there and I was like, I need to make a statement. I need to put this guy away. And I need to have everybody else in this division, regardless if they already lost, I need them to watch this match, watch me dominate this guy, so that they look at that and say, oh, shit, there's a monster inside of this pool. Yeah. And that's me. Yep. And I'm right. And I was proudly representing what was so cool man something that you did that was like legitimately out of a movie okay like, it was like 
you know, you, you've probably seen, like, The Longest Yard or those kind of movies. Sure. Where it's like, you know, the coach surprises everybody by pulling out, like, these badass new uniforms, like, right before the game day, right? Yeah. When it's, like, 30 minutes before they hit the field, like, oh, yeah, just so you know, opens up a beat-up ass box. Yeah, I and... look over, there's a giant box sitting there. I was like, what the hell, is that for me? Yeah. They're like, yeah, the mail guy just delivered you that. You got surprised with it. I was like, oh, Give that to me. That's yeah. my whole team's uniforms and, for and the at, next year. At this point, everybody was, like, the gym was crowded. There was a ton of people. And uh, you were like, uh, oh, my guys, 10th Planet Newport guys, get over here. Get over the corner. So everybody goes over there, and you crack this box open. And the box is beat up. It all has, like, dented corners. It's some shit straight out of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> you open it up, and you go, what's your size? And I was like, dude, wow. You hand me a rash guard. And I was like. You want me to rock this? And you're like, 100%. Because yeah. I already had my, you know, I had already had the team uniform on, but it's like, okay, let's just throw it on. Let's throw on the new one, you know? Yeah. So I, I fired it on. I was over there, like, nodding my head up and down. Like, like I was just getting in the getting in the, in the the mode, man. And, like, uh, there was something that I watched when... Uh, so the new uniform helped you? I mean... It helped level you up? It, it, it was such a cool moment because okay. it was like... I'm glad. I didn't, I didn't out that, have any idea that But that, that was... game day type thing, you know, you look yeah. good, you feel good. Yeah. Right? You feel good, you play good. Sure. You know, play good, you live good. You live good, you die good. Wow. I don't know. It just that's, You just but, came up with that or that's no, the thing? No, okay. that. Uh, well, but anyhow, um, so I fired this thing on. I was over by the locker, like nodding my head up and down. I don't listen to music beforehand, but like all the music that goes on in my head because I'm a crazy person. Well, so, we also had music blasting. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and, uh, I did something that I'd never done before out loud. I was sitting there before, uh, before the match, I wasn't jumping up and down. I was just sitting there watching the matches. And, uh, I watched two fighters in the UFC. So Brandon Moreno and Rose Namajunas. Out loud, kept saying, I'm the best. Yeah. Before their match. Wow. And I kept saying, this is my house. Yeah. And I kept saying that out loud. And I, the dude I was competing against, I saw him and I knew that that was the guy. Because he was like, oh, we're up next. He's a very cool man. He shook his hand. But I'm like, this is my house. Yeah. This is my house. And I kept saying that, like, out loud to myself. Whoa. And went out there and was just like, I, <laughs> I mean, dude. Yeah. You won in spectacular fashion yeah. using absolute the the best of the moves in our association our our style of jiu-jitsu yeah. you executed those very very well yeah and it was impressive man and the results spoke for themselves yeah put another man unconscious in your lap yeah i went you I, know with your foot afterwards uh so after the matches i had a a gentleman uh i went outside to warm up alec because his matches were like a, you know an hour or so after mine so i put all those wrestling mats outside do you think that was a good that, idea dude, that was awesome man good like uh so yeah like well i mean even before our matches i'll touch on this too so our teammate diego right who yeah. moved away love diego Miss dude you, i love diego man like uh it was an instantly nostalgic moment in that too is where diego was like bro Get me when you want to warm up. So Diego and I went outside by ourselves on these mats. And we warmed up in the sun. It was warm. It felt good. You know, we had our sweatshirts on just trying to keep our bodies warm and ready. And Diego competed at 170 blue belt. I competed at 155 blue belt. And this is a dude that I've had to compete against. Here before. in the gym. Or yeah. Like here in the gym, we had an in-house tournament. And I remember he he beat me in that. Yeah. And then we had a 10th Planet uh, tournament up in Portland. And I beat him in that. And... Uh, then today, or not today, yesterday, 
we went out there and we warmed each other up as teammates that don't get to train together anymore. Yeah. And that was a, it was a, there was a bittersweet feeling to that. Yeah. Kinda, you know, so we went out there and warmed each other up. He won his division. Yeah. And I won my division. And afterwards we went over like by the locker rooms. We had like a moment together and he told me something that, uh, was, he was like, man, you know, I, I feel kind of like, I don't know if I made the right move moving out of here. I said, wow. And he goes, I just miss you guys. I missed this. And it, it was like a touching moment, man. Yeah. Because it was like, this is this is a dude where honestly, like Diego in the gym, it's like iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Steel sharpens steel, man. Of course. And having Diego in the gym to push me, like Diego, again, certain certain people have a certain percentage in what I've accomplished. Yeah. You know, and Diego is one of those people that pushed me to get better. 100%. Because uh, just his style versus my style and realizing that, like, what he's capable of around my size and what I need to get better at, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, I love that guy. Yeah. So it was it was a moment that was like, I'm not going to forget it. That was the first time that either of us had got a gold medal at Blue Belt. Really? Right. So we, like, hugged each other and it felt super cool. And he brought his wonderful girlfriend, Brooke. Yeah. You okay. know, and, and yeah, she I was real positive, real cool, you yeah. know. And, uh you know, that, that was just, it was a really cool moment being there, right? Yeah. So that was when we warmed up on the mats, right? So after my matches, I went outside and there was like a big dude. His name was Matt. I don't know uh, much about it, but he was one of the coaches from the other teams, like super cauliflower years and whatnot. Okay. And he came up to me and he was like, dude, how long have you been training? And I said, like two and a half years, roughly, you know? And he goes, uh, you're going to be really good at this, at this, uh, you know, sport. And I said, yeah, really? And he goes, uh, man, the, what you were doing off your back is like, I, I haven't seen that shit. Like that's shit that you see like brown belts do. And I was like, dude, thank you so much. And he's like, your angles, everything you were doing with that was just beautiful. Yeah. And he goes, uh, uh, the first guy he's like, I competed against Andrew Alexander a few times. Another, like one of those 10 planet black, black belt. Black yep. belt. Yeah. High level guy. And he goes, and that guy changed my idea on, like, how 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu works. And yeah. he goes, and watching you do that, only two and a half years in, he's like, you got a bright future in here. And I was like, bro, thank you. That's yeah. super nice. So Should have been like, here, my coach might be available to do a <laughs> yeah, seminar like, yeah, at your I gym. said, I was like, my coach is right in there, dude. <laughs> like, you know, like, this is this is the man, you know? And that's the thing, though, is, uh, so, you know, me being able to pick your brain and get, like, Perfect answers to even imperfect questions is really cool. You know, mm. being just uh, telling you, hey, how would this work? And you being able to break it down and have the patience. That's why you're such a phenomenal coach. And I don't mean to be buttering your biscuit here, but man, you know, the way that you've helped me level up, like, it's just awesome, man. Like world class coaching. You're the man. <laughs> I appreciate it, dude. Yeah. And that's, that's been my goal is to be able to take the thing that I love. Yeah. <clears throat> that's changed my life mm-hmm. and bring it to a new place. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're getting emotional here. Bro. Uh, I'm <laughs> crying, bro. I yeah. love you. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, I'm not crying. Yeah. <laughs> like I have to clarify. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't have. <laughs> uh, that was the whole goal is to bring, you know, bring jujitsu to a new place that I love, plant yeah. my flag and start growing it. And because we're the only game in town, all the guys that are even remotely interested in jujitsu came and, and you just happened to come r- earlier on in the beginning of yeah. the thing. And I mean, uh, my style of, of teaching has gotten better with your, you know, it goes both ways. So I learn as I teach too, you know, and, and I learn 
how to become a better teacher, how to the, say the same things or, or relay concepts in different ways that hit people's learning styles yeah. differently. And you just happen to be a, a guy that is interested enough and your style of learning matches with my style of teaching. Yeah. And I think that that's an awesome thing. And that happens. That should happen in a, in a new place. There's, you know, 11,000 people in this town and there's one jujitsu school and there's people that are going to rise to the top fast. The cream rises to the top, bro. Yeah. You know, and like it or not, you're the cream of this gym. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. And, uh, and so that's, that's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. And that's, it, it's going like it, it's supposed to go. Yeah. The, the, uh, what do we call it? The Coralino correlation yes, sir. could easily be the Gabe correlation. Yeah. And you know you've you've spent the most time and, and a lot of effort into being a, a integral integral part of this gym, mm-hmm. and uh, the your your actions speak for themselves. Yeah, I love it, man. So yeah, you got a lot of potential in the sport. I agree with that guy. That's cool, man. I I, I it was a nice thing to hear though from from another coach as well. Sure, you know because it's like not only did you know like my actions speak for themselves but it was cool to have like another guy i you know i don't know what his uh what his affiliation was i'm not sure just a tough looking dude that yeah. said he was a coach somebody with ears that said he yeah, spent he a lot of time miles. on the mats yeah so yeah. so it was nice to nice to kind of get that but uh so as he's talking to me this young kid probably like 6 or 7 years old asked for your autograph no oh. no that would have been that would have been great <laughs> but he comes up to me and he goes hey um uh, did you fight my dad and I go, yeah, buddy, yeah, I did. <laughs> and then he goes, uh, did did you did you beat him? And I said, yeah, but you know, I was like, it's an honor, you know, your dad's a super tough guy. And he goes, yeah, my dad does uh, jujitsu, uh, martial arts, and Tenth Planet. And I said, well, good for your dad. I said, your dad's super tough. You know, he was a really hard guy to fight against. Yeah, this poor kid. <laughs> like I was like, man, like he he saw his dad was uh, not indestructible that day yeah which is hard but i it, you know i felt like i handled it pretty well yeah all i could t- all i was telling that little guy was uh your dad is the man yeah you know yeah. what i mean because it was like you know i was like yeah fuck through that up Woo! yeah, yeah. dude that would have been terrible yeah been you terrible. know i'm glad that uh I'm of glad course that, well you uh, have you have a kid you know yeah, like, yeah you know you understand like that's that's probably that's a it could be a learning moment it could be a, a sad moment it could be you know yeah. and so you turned it into a, a happy yeah, which is the was, exact thing hard. that you should have done. It was hard to read how he felt. You know, I felt like he felt almost, it came up to me with like almost confusion. Yeah. Did you beat my dad? Yeah. And I was like, your dad is so tough, man. Like, yeah. Your dad is the man. Yeah. Super good guy too. Like yeah. seemed like a, seemed like a really, you know, nice guy. We talked a little bit afterwards. That's what's fun too about competing. Yeah. It's like beforehand, you know, like a lot of people, like you said, you're, you're spending, you're spending time looking around. I didn't yesterday. Between my uh, matches, I went into my car and I took a nap. Wow. I was just like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm going to listen to my body. I'm going to go take a nap. Good. And I remember hearing that uh, that uh, I, I saw a, uh, a purple belt. I found that he was a purple belt later. I was yawning in there and he looked at me and he was like, he like had like wide eyes and shook his head like, how are you? How are you like, relax? <laughs> it's like, dude, I went into my car. I took, I, I had earplugs. I plopped them in my ear. And I took a 45-minute nap, sprawled out on my seat, woke up, my arm was dead asleep, <laughs> shook it out, went out, warmed up, and performed, you know, when I was That's like, the arm to get armbarred on. Yeah, You're like, dude, yeah. I don't even Can feel, you feel it right it, now. Bro? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I went out there and, uh, you know, did my whole thing. And uh, But it was like instead of spending mental energy looking around the room, yeah, 
I was just like focused on the jujitsu that was happening. There's something that I really enjoy about uh, watching almost like the flow state that kids are in whenever they roll. Some of those kids got there to execute. Yeah. Man. There, there, was a young, there was a young girl that went out there that was just like, man. I'm here to work. Yeah. yeah. But uh, kind of like how not how they don't get very tired. You know, kids don't seem to get very tired, not all the time. But uh, there's a lot of chaos in it, but it's also like, I don't know, the, the little the effort of kids, it looks different than the effort of adults. Yeah, they, they are able to do things that are like very high level things with their little bodies but then they screw up on like the most fundamental yeah. things yeah like you just did a flying arm bar bro but you you're not finishing it with your the elbow in the right spot yeah and it, like, it, it almost does look like people are flow rolling you're letting out of a position you know it's like okay so you have an arm bar that you're like extending in a terrible way so you let the person escape yeah <laughs> and then they end up on top yeah you know it's kind of like it was fun to watch that but yeah so i was just focused on the jiu-jitsu is happening and then uh you know well, as a ref watching little kids, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. And they're so talented. And then, you know, I had a kid yesterday, a boy, and he competed neat gi and no gi. And he got, I think he got worked by every single kid. Wow. And he started crying after every mat. He'd get yeah, tapped, I saw, start I saw, crying. Yeah, I saw a kid. Dude, I'd give him a little hug and tell him to take a breath and yeah. then, like, raise the other kid's hand. But, dude, that kid kept going out there, match after match, getting worked, breaking down, crying getting yeah. back up there doing that again and uh like i just got goosebumps from that yeah. man because that's that's heart and that yeah. kid's going through some shit mental shit and physical stuff yeah at, a, at an early age that's gonna absolutely make him a better person yeah and as long as he can have a good people around him that are there to support him and and he can learn from those mistakes that he made then that kid could be a world champ absolutely because yeah. he's got the heart Mm-hmm. And the heart it will take you f- further than anything. Yeah, you know the desire to do well, and as long as that's surrounded by supportive people that also want you to do well, yeah. you'll excel. For and sure. that's huge to have the right people around you, man. Yeah, because if you don't have somebody that's supporting you in your life that's close to you, that's like a energy vampire. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was very lucky to have throughout my professional fight career, jujitsu, coaching, competing, to have my wife, who's my girlfriend at the time. Like she cornered me in fights, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's been uh, it's been a long time, yeah. and she's always been there supporting me. That's cool, man. And that's, that's huge. That's yeah. so huge because when you're tired and you're dead from from cutting weight or whatever, you know, to be able to go home and have somebody who's like just there to take care of you. Yeah, and that's so huge. So that kid, that kid's gonna go places, yeah. I think, and. It was a beautiful thing to see. You know what I dealt with a couple times yesterday, which I ha- I've refed a few times in my life, and yeah. I've refed for big shows, <clears throat> and I've refed for little in-house tournaments. But I had a couple of half taps. Yeah, I want to talk about this because I saw I saw two of them happen. So when somebody submits, they tap the other person. Yeah. Hopefully they tap the other person and not the mats or themselves. But that's my job as a referee to identify the position that they're in dangerous or not what's your level of danger yeah because i you have to to be a referee you have to have a deep understanding of the game mm-hmm. <clears throat> to realize when somebody is in a good or a bad position so i can be there to to save them if their opponent doesn't recognize the submission for sure right and so for little kids more than anything if if you're in an armbar position and you do what looks like a one hand or a two hand tap i'm thousand percent calling it tap yeah and um 
either you did or you did. If you didn't tap, then what's one of the things that you've got to work on is not making it look like sure. you're tapping. Yeah. Or another thing that you might need to work on is identifying that yes, you did tap. Mm-hmm. The worst thing you can do is say that you didn't tap after you did tap. Yeah, right. And sometimes the ref might make a mistake, and what looks like a tap, uh, may they it may not actually be a tap. It might be them trying to grab the cloth, Squirm, changing their mind, whatever, grabbing. Yeah. The, yeah, but if you know, and that could be with one with one tap, you that could you could make that mistake easier. Mm-hmm. With two taps, a little bit more clear. Right, right. Three, four, five taps. Yeah. Clearly, you're submitting, yeah. right? You're tapping. I've had that happen multiple times in rolling, where somebody like they'll they'll post on the on the ground with their hand, and it sounds like a hard tap. Yeah, and I'll let go. Yeah, and they're you like, know? I didn't tap. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, you're gonna soon because if somebody, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because if somebody is resisting that submission, yeah, they get to the point of no return to right. where. Okay, I can't let it go anymore, and that tap is and comes with that, more urgency. If it's that extended out, though, as a referee keeping the athlete safe, it's my like, job. And it's like if it looked like a tap, yeah, and it's so extended, and it's at the point when you know because you've seen thousands of hours of jujitsu. Yep, lots of submissions. Like, it's like cool. You might have saved a few people there. I didn't tap. You might have saved a lot of people. Yet, or not a lot. And I well, I made that announcement to parents. I said, hey guys, listen. I'm a thousand percent gonna if I if there's a doubt about whether your kid tapped but they're in a dangerous position and it looks like they may have tapped I'm gonna call it a tap yeah and that's my job mm-hmm. so don't get mad and they, I didn't have to as I a didn't parent I would be like dude thank you yeah they, they did yeah I had parents clap for me after I said that because that's what they want to hear yeah they want their kids to be safe you you got to take care of the kids they're the future if they're getting their arms popped. At a at five six seven years old, you think that they're gonna want to keep doing jujitsu when they're you know, and right. that's how traumatic is that on their body? Yeah. To, to say you know, oh sorry, bud, your arm popped when yeah. your arm isn't even done growing yet. Yeah, it's like baseball, man. Like with throwing with a sore shoulder all season long. Yeah. You're like uh, pitching with a with a dead arm that it literally hurts down into your fingers when you're throwing the ball. Yeah, and like, that's for kids that have been doing baseball since they were right five. Just and from now my experience, yeah. Yeah, and like, they're ten, fifteen years old. They've yeah. got ten years of chucking on that arm, yep. and you know, and so with jujitsu, just the same thing, even more, even joints, more, because yeah, your your body never goes outside of its range of motion when you're throwing. It's just repetitive. But when yeah. you're when you're arm gets popped out of place i mean there's only a few times you're gonna want that to happen yeah you know so with adults i have to deal with that same thing yesterday i had two which is i had three total one little kid yeah and uh it was i think it was a girl and she was i'm pretty sure she was like in a full-on rear naked choke and she kind of did a tap and or maybe it was an arm bar it was something dangerous where she tapped. She said she didn't tap. Well, she did. It looked like you did. Sorry. Yeah. This is don't don't repeatedly touch somebody's body when you're getting choked or your arms extended and right. say you didn't tap. Mm-hmm. That's the game. You did tap. <laughs> that's my defense. I like to mock a tap so that they let <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. It's like that's tapping. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I try to seen trick that. them. I've seen that though. I try bit. to trick them with a fake tap. Yeah. Well, you know, that's not the case. Because I feel like that shit when somebody will, will do that like one hard slap on the mat, I'm like because uh, what happens is that you 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 wait with till the very end till your arm is gonna break mm-hmm. and then your tap is like a one ah tap where it's almost too far gone yeah 
you know, and as a competitor, you want to go to the verge of that. Yeah. You need to know what it feels like. Probably anybody that's a long-term competitor, yeah. you know, as you get your belt has been, has had their arms popped mm-hmm. because by the time you get to the high levels, you've, you've practiced the art of hyper extending and defending. You have to know what it feels like to go up to the line yeah. where you're too far gone and come back from that. Yeah, I've had crunchies happen in my arm before. Luckily, nothing that has lingered. Yeah. Shit that's hurt for a couple of weeks, for sure. Yeah, that's the game that we we play, man. It's yeah. breaking bodies. Yeah. And you're going to... So, yesterday, and then I had one of our teammates, whom I love, Coralino! Uh, Coralino. Alec Coralino, the Coralino correlation I with the tap. Game. Yep. Yep. Well, we had an overtime round, and uh, I don't like to ref my guys. It's weird. I don't yeah. like to ref them because I don't want I don't want there to be any thoughts about was the ref leaning for his guys. Of right. course, right? Yeah. There's a clear reason why you weren't wearing 10th Planet Newport shit too yesterday. Well, you know I, I mean? also yeah, I wore a ref shirt. Yeah, which but, said I mean, referee. Still, but it's like you know you don't want anybody looking out there. I mean, like you know. Well, that's some shit. Yeah. yeah. And I think probably everybody there knows that I was there, and yeah. my team is. Tenth. I think it's up only, on the wall. You only cornered me because you were like. Listen, if somebody's taking home this money... It's my guy. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Mike didn't have anybody. Mike DeWitt, our 10th Planet Springfield brother, he jumped in and ref for me yeah. when you competed. Yes. And then I would have had him do it for Alec, who was underneath me as a referee, but well, yeah, he had somebody on else side. on the other yeah, yeah, the other mats. Yes. So I had to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, they went through the whole normal round and into, into the overtime round and got into a position where our boy was getting choked deep, deep. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was a it was a gnarly tight. choke. Yeah, and you could see it on the on the footage. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there. It looks like a double hand slap. Yeah. If it would have been one, I would have given him the benefit mm-hmm. of the doubt. At two, when right. you're full and rear naked choke. I'm there to save you. I love you. It, it appears as a tap. A thousand percent. Yeah, look, know, I mean, what did that, regardless I'm not a, of what he felt in his heart, it looked like a tap. You can't make it look like you tap. If it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's it's a duck, right? So chance. you're if you're in a rear naked choke position and you do a double hand slap on somebody's yeah. arm, even if you're trying to reposition your hand to get a good grip of the arm that's around your neck to, to stop them from choking you, yeah. even if that's the move, but you do it and it looks like a tap, it's my job to call that tap. Right. And our boy said it wasn't a tap. Okay. But if you look at the, and I, and I believe you, mm-hmm. but if you look at the footage, it looks like a tap. My yeah. job is to be that third person perspective. Right. You're in a position of a submission mm-hmm. and you did what looks like a submission. And again, taking care of your guy. Not even, not my even guy. your guy. But taking just, care of the athlete, the athlete that's, yeah, that's because getting the submitted. the thing is, is like, suppose Alec like, you know, wasn't going to tap, then it's like, okay, so what if he goes out, and now he has to answer back in the bottom of the overtime round. From waking up from consciousness. Right, so it's like you being like, okay, tap, makes Alec go out there with a fire under his ass. Well, like, not only that, not execute. only that, not only that, because the, the goal of overtime is we, we you win by submission or by fastest escape time. Yep. So if Alec is tapping... And it, or what looks like a tap, and I'm the coach of the other team, and I'm uh, the ref is the guy that's uh, the the coach of the guy that's losing, yeah. but he's not calling that tap. Yeah. Then you're cheating for that guy. 
Yeah. Right? If I was the coach of that team and I saw that ref not call that tap and my guy would have won from yeah. that submission, I would have been like, yo, bro, he he tapped. Right. Because right? it looked it, live, it looked like it. It On looked like footage, it. It still looked like it. But live, it looked like it in particular. Well, like really and that's did. that's where I live is it live. Was a frantic, it, the thing is, is it was a frantic movement that wasn't aiding the defense of the choke. That's what I feel like is like a big deal about it because it's like you would never bring your hand down. Yeah, it checked all the boxes for right. submission. And... Fair enough. Right. So I hate to do it. I hate yeah. that there's any any like uh, you know uh, question about yeah. whether he he submitted or not. But to me, it looked like he submitted. Yeah. And it was an overtime round, mm-hmm. and submission wins. Yeah. And that was the first first round of the overtime right. round. Right. And so I you know I felt bad immediately, but I I also didn't question the submission. Right. I I knew what I saw. Mm-hmm. All of the boxes were checked. I love you, my man, yeah. so much, and I'm sorry to do this, but boom, that's a tap. You yeah. just tapped. Yeah. And it's my job to call it like I see it. Everybody there, I think, agreed with me. Probably the only person that didn't was my guy, Alec. But again, took it like a champ. Took it like a champ. Didn't, didn't, didn't question it. Didn't argue. And then, and then executed. And dude. then, well, then you had one more chance. So yeah. that guy submitted Alec. He fought for a little while. He bought some time on the clock, but he yeah. submitted. So the only way... For Alec to win is to submit the guy faster than yeah. he got submitted. And so he took a position. You get to choose the back or the arm attack. That guy chose the back. And mm-hmm. Alec was able to fight f- until he didn't. Yep. And then Alec took the arm. Well, he took the arm home. Yes, he did. And he did it in and fast. Like I mean, eight seconds. It was it was probably faster than eight seconds. Okay. Because... Uh, my, doesn't count as fast as tap. Doesn't count as fast as tap, but, uh, I mean, that dude's arm had popped before he tapped. I mean, Alec was like, I felt his arm go the wrong way. Okay, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, Alec brought that arm. I Dude. Well, I put Alec on the spot, you know? Beautiful use, though, of that position. The spot. I mean, we've been going over it all week. We've been going hard. But, like, the way that Alec, like, with his length, too. Yep. Dove under that dude's leg, grabbed his wrist, and then just drove Stomped his leg. Stomped that head. I mean, bang. Takes home a nasty arm bar. Yeah, it was, I was textbook so spider fired up. Me so too. So fired up. Me dude. too. And as a as a ref, I can't say shit. I have to bite my tongue and stand there stoic you as can be. You can see it in the, in, the, in the footage, though. Like, there's like, uh, I don't even know where it looks like, but there's like a well of energy that's built inside you. There's like, like your, even your posture is like, <laughs> inside you're leaping through the room. Yeah. It's like, yeah. But yeah. so my guy, I put him on the spot, called the submission. He said it wasn't. You had to do this thing. The only possible way you could win is to pull out a submission faster than that guy, and he did, and it was beautiful. Yeah. So that's that's a win, man. I and I'll tell him sorry. Hopefully he listens to this. I assume he he studies all of our podcasts. Yeah, he analyzes like. Do they like me? Are they me? talking about me? Yeah. We love you. We love you, bud. Yeah. We love you. And you did great. And yeah. everybody did great. We had a couple other people step up. Yeah. Uh, some of our wrestlers. Yeah, Isaac and Riley. <laughs> Isaac and Riley. Isaac's a college wrestler. Yeah. And he's here. He's now next week, man. He's gone. That's Back it, to college. I, yeah. That's I a... wish he was so close. He dominated with his wrestling. Dude, I mean. Smash. Just a little bit of technical mishap. And, and he could have made a couple of little adjustments. Yeah. And, and he would have submitted his guy 100%, but he missed the boat, didn't get it, dialed in, and looked good. Just, uh, I assume that he's going to go back to college wrestling, hopefully 
having had all of this summer of Matt time with us. Yeah, that's going to help him for sure. I think it will yeah. too. I really do. Even if it just makes him like more creative in his wrestling. Yeah, yeah. You know? And he just had bodies trying to grab him. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Right, the push-pull didn't change. The yeah, push-pull like doesn't change. Yeah. yeah, all of those setups, all of that stuff didn't change. And there's guys, probably other college wrestlers that took the summer off. Yep. And our guy... Came into the gym, yep. went, came into my boot camps, did my fight padas, yep. like pushed himself all summer long. And so I'm proud of that guy. And then our, yep. our other guy, Riley, Riley, who makes the trek from way, way up north. Yeah, like a city. Yeah. So he's, what, 35, 40 minutes away, whatever it is. Is it about the same as Alec or is Alec further? Alec's further. Alec's is he? about an hour. Alec's an hour. Yeah. So, yeah, our Coralino, we talk about him all the time. He's... He's making a two-hour trek, and, and Riley, yeah. he's making about, you know, yeah, whatever. An hour 15. Yeah, yeah still still like a lot yeah. of time to, yeah. to commute to a practice and yeah. then get after it. And so uh, they, they both did great, you know, young wrestlers yeah. that need to just dive into more technical side of jiu-jitsu, and they'll do awesome. Yeah, they will. Yeah. So it's been, it was fun. It was a fun day. The gym was packed full of people, yeah. all other warriors from all other gyms. And what a good community to be a part of. I, I think that we we can't we couldn't possibly end the podcast without bringing up a, a really uh, like an emotional moment yesterday. Okay, that was really uh, man. It felt special to to witness it to be oh, a part yeah, of it. Oh my guy. Yep. Jose Rico, El Toro. Yes. Yeah, we gave him his black belt yesterday. That was so special. Me man. and Mike uh, yeah. both because now he trains with Mike down in Springfield. Yeah. But we started training together uh, about 2005, so about 17 years yeah. of, of punching each other. And yeah. we, we came up as professional fighters together okay. and, I, you know, belting, getting belted together and, mm-hmm. and everything. And I've cornered him. He's cornered me in professional fights and, and jujitsu matches, and we've competed against each other. And it's just we've had such a long relationship together with Mike DeWitt. Uh, all three of us, really, yeah. from the beginning of this whole career of combat athletes, mm-hmm. martial artists, yeah. a long time ago. And so yesterday, we gave uh, my guy, Jose, his black belt, yeah. and it was an honor to give it to him. Long time coming. I've, I was just kind of waiting for the right time, and he helped referee, uh, as he yeah. does for all of our tournaments. And it's just it was a great great experience. I was happy to do it and well deserved. Love that guy. And, yeah. I uh, look forward to continuing on uh, through our lives together and watching him blossom into the butterfly, the next level of jujitsu yeah. butterfly. Because I think his goal is to branch out and start a tenth planet somewhere. Yeah. And yeah, as he should, man. That as guy, he should. Has a, a phenomenal coach, a phenomenal person. Yep. Like I remember uh, before my. Before my first, you know, fastest tap tournament, I was cold. He took the sweatpants off of his body and gave them to me to wear. Yeah. Like, that, that, you know, little moments like that stand out. Yeah. Where it's like, man, like, this dude, this dude, like... He gets beyond it. Beyond gets it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, then, and you can't... I don't think that you can be a black belt and not get it. Yeah. He was the best man at a wedding. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of people there, so yeah. he was one of them. Man, yeah, man. I mean, Jose, awesome dude, man. Like, definitely a uh, well, well earned. Like, I mean, man, and that's that's saying earned. Like, that's a long time, man. With a black belt, doesn't just come the competition experience. It comes the coaching experience, the yeah. life experience. All of that goes into who you are as a jujitsu athlete, especially as a black belt, as a representative of the sport. Yeah, and. 
in jujitsu, the jujitsu community is crazy, man. Like you got to think of all of the type of people that do jujitsu. Mm-hmm. We're the we're the niche of society. We're the yeah. weird ones. Yeah. And at any other point in history, we would have been the ones keeping the tribes alive. We would have been the protectors of our tribes. Yeah, warriors. We would have been the warriors. We yeah. would have been the hunters. Mm-hmm. The, you know, we would have been the ones putting our lives on the line for the betterment of our community. And in the year 2021, where Anything badass is like restricted. Yeah. We have to find ways to still unleash that inner savage inside yeah. of us. And I say savage with only love and respect for, you know, for everybody. everybody. Yeah. But uh, what I mean by that is you have to be kind of weird. Not everybody can be a hardcore jujitsu athlete yeah. and a representative of the community. And those that make it to the top, if you're a good person, that makes it even more special. Because unfortunately, there's good people that make it to the top of black belt level that aren't necessarily good people. Right. But he's a good one. Yeah. And the the jujitsu community is going to be better off for having him as a, a new black belt yeah. and a future coach. Absolutely. Yeah, I look forward to it, man. Grateful to have that guy, man. Well, a lot of jujitsu in this podcast, yes. everybody. Hope you like jujitsu. Yeah. Good job, Gabe. All righty. Bye, Bye everybody. Bro.